Good morning, Facebook family, YouTube family. It's good to see everyone or be seen by everyone again. Thank you for the opportunity of us being able to come together in our social distancing climate. Uh, this time, I want to, as always, uh, give you thanks and appreciation for you allowing us to speak with you this morning. Uh, I am indeed grateful and appreciative of being able to share the Word of God with you. Redeeming Love family, it's good to see you, good to be seen by you, I should say. Uh, thank God for those that we're able to see in passing and different things. Uh, we love you all and we appreciate you and we appreciate your support and your prayers. Uh, let's open up in a word of prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the mercy and the grace that you've given unto us. Thank you, Lord, that because of your mercies, we were not consumed. God, we stand this day understanding that you have done exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think and or ask according to the power that's working in us. God, that you're teaching us, Lord. You're leading us. You're guiding us by your spirit. May the presence of our God be upon us as we be about our Father's business. And Lord, we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. In Christ's name, amen. Well, praise God. Uh, today, I want to speak with you a little bit, and um, I want to reflect on some things that I think we've mentioned previously. Uh, for instance, we've talked about during this time, uh, I've mentioned Psalms 46 and 10, where I believe the Lord said, be still and know that I am God. And he says, I will be exalted amongst the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And I felt that this was a time for us to cultivate uh, the presence of God, cultivate our time and communication with God. So with that thought, uh, I want to share with you this morning from the subject, Embracing the Kingdom Movement by Listening to the King. Embracing the Kingdom Movement by Listening to the King. I want to share with you a theme scripture, if you will, behind this, uh, New Living Translation, Mark chapter 4, uh, starting around verse 24. In Mark chapter 4, verse 24 of the New Living Translation, it reads, Then he added, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. I believe Jesus is conveying to us the importance of listening to the king, listening to him. The importance of listening to what God says. So if I was doing a subtopic, the subtopic would be hearing and understanding what God says. During my time in this quarantine season, if you will, I have discovered, and I knew this before, but I'm seeing it even the more so now. For instance, I mentioned to you Psalms 46 and 10, and those of you all that have been with us, you know I've shared that prior to this entire pandemic, and I would share with everyone what I felt the Lord gave me, and I would say, this is something big. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that Psalms 46 and 10 was something big. 
when God was saying, be still, when he was saying, and know that I am God, when he was saying, and I will be exalted amongst the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth, I heard what God said. But did I understand what he meant? I had no idea that the entire planet would be shut down. I had no, in, 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 no in idea that the, the entire world would be gripped by a pandemic to the point where we all needed to respond accordingly. I didn't know, but I heard what he said. Just didn't quite understand what he meant. So today I want to talk about hearing and understanding what God says as we listen to the king. So I would like us to go to Mark chapter 4, verse 35, out of the King James. And this is a very familiar passage of scripture, redeeming love. You know, I, I, I really love this passage of scripture because it brings so much out. But today I really want to talk about us. I want to talk about us individually. I want to talk about us collectively as the body of Christ. I want to talk about us personally as we hear from God. And I believe this message will be a blessing to each and every one of us. I think it's time that we stop and listen for a moment. Now, while you're turning to or finding Mark chapter 4, verse 35, I think it's absolutely critical that we now begin to define or brush up on our ability to hear from God. I believe that is absolutely critical now. The late Bishop Lockett used to say, he says, you know, the, when, when you hear from God, your value automatically increases. When you hear from God, your value automatically increases. How much more so in the midst of a crisis? In Acts chapter 27, the apostle Paul is on a ship. He starts off as a prisoner. And they, Paul, they ain't listening to nothing that Paul got to say. In the midst of the storm, Paul spends some time in the face of God. And he comes back and he stands up and he declares that the entire ship would be lost, but not one soul. It is at that point in the story you begin to see that Paul is no longer the prison, but he, prisoner, but he's the captain. Because he heard from God and his value was automatically increased. So I believe if we can hear from God, our value to others will be automatically increased in this pandemic. So I want to talk about hearing and understanding what God says from the standpoint of embracing the kingdom movement by listening to the king. Mark chapter 4, verse 35, the scripture says, And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. We can hear what Jesus says, but do we understand what he means? Now, I want you to think about what I'm sharing with you today. We can hear what Jesus says, but do we understand what he means? The instructions that Jesus uh, communicated were clear. Let us pass over to the other side. No one seems to have a question about what he said. Everybody seems to be all right with, let us pass over to the other side. Verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. So for a moment, this is us carrying out the instructions we have heard from Jesus. Everything seems to be going in order. This is just what he said for us to do. And now we're in the process of doing what God said do. We have listened to the king and we're embracing the kingdom movement. 
Let's look at verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat the ship, or beat into the ship, so that it was now full. Well, you know I've often said that a ship full of water is a problem. Now, the instructions look like they need to be altered to accommodate the circumstances. In other words, let us go to the other side. Looks like it need to be changed now because the waves are beating into the ship and it's now full. See, in all actuality, there's opposition against the ship, which is the only method we know to fulfill what God said. So we get instructions from Jesus, but then opposition comes against the only way we know to fulfill those instructions. And you know what happens now? Now is the time when we begin to wonder if we really heard from Jesus or not. Was that really what he said? Did he really mean that? Maybe, maybe it was something else. Maybe I missed it. Maybe... Well, see, we were all right for the first few verses because there was no opposition. We were all right in the beginning because everything looked okay. But isn't it amazing that in the course of life, when opposition enters into our realm and begins to oppose us, we tend to want to question what we heard. Verse 38. The Bible says in verse 38, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Not you, Jesus. That we perish. We got a problem. We tend to think <laughs> that we need to get another word from Jesus because the situation looks different to us. Let me go stir God up. Let me go get a word from God because, wait a minute, I thought you had a word. Well, now, because the circumstances and the situation look different, you think or we think we need another word. We often, look at this. They said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? We often assume that something that happens to us that we don't like indicates that Jesus doesn't care about us. Well, I ain't like the way that felt. I ain't, why am I going through this? I'm sorry. Why should you go through this? What makes you exempt? All of a sudden, the enemy tries to make us think because we're going through something that we don't like. He wants us to think that that means that Jesus doesn't care. So we become the disciples who declare, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Notice that Jesus is in the same boat and was completely unconcerned about the change of circumstances. How is it that God can be with us and be completely unconcerned about the change of circumstances, and yet we find ourselves panicking, knowing that we actually had heard from him? Let's go on. Verse 39. The Bible says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Beloved, I have a question for you. Why didn't the disciples rebuke the wind and the sea? Yes, that's a question. 
The same reason we often don't rebuke the wind and the sea in our lives. Because we heard what Jesus said, but we didn't understand what he meant. What do you mean, Pastor? I don't understand that. What, what, why, what makes you think that we, we could handle a situation like that? Listen, we hear the instructions, but do not understand the, that the words carry the means and authority to fulfill that instruction despite any opposition or conflict. Let me say that again. We hear the instruction, but do not understand that the words carry the means and the authority to fulfill that instruction despite any opposition or conflict. Well, preacher, I don't understand that. Well, let me see if I can say it a little better. Isaiah 55 and verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So you're telling me when Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side, that that instruction had word in it that had the means and the authority to fulfill it? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. I believe that they, being the disciples, could have told the wind to stop by the authority that they were under, and it would have stopped. I'll give you a moment to say lie on that. Remember, Jesus is asleep because it's not a problem. It's not an issue. But the disciples respond by saying, Master, let me go down here and wake him up. Master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't you understand what's happening here? So let's see how Jesus, who hasn't said a word to them, he has awakened from his sleep. He's dealt with what they thought was the problem. And now, I mean, after all, aren't we supposed to go to God when we're in trouble? Aren't we supposed to run to him? I do believe that. But I believe that there's a point where when God gives you instructions, see, let, let me just stick a pen in this for a moment. Some of us are sitting here and we're saying, God, I want to speak to me, Lord. I want, you, I want to hear what's going on. I want to understand. And you know, what I feel the Lord is saying is, it's kind of like when you deal with your children. Your children come to you and they ask you for something and you give them instructions. And then sometimes they come again and ask, and have you ever seen the parent that doesn't say anything? I mean, they just ignore the child as though the child is not there. Notice what the parent is saying. Why should I give you instruction again when I've already given you instruction about this matter? You see, I believe that God has spoken to us about our lives already. We heard it. We were excited. We went, we, we went out and was like, oh, praise God, hallelujah, glory to God. But then circumstances or opposition swells up in the course of our lives. And it looks like what God said to us or about us is being threatened because that's the only way we see it being fulfilled 
Therefore, it must be a problem, and we want to go to God to get another word. Wherein the reality is, when God spoke to you, when he spoke to me, he spoke to us with the means and the authority in that word to handle whatever opposition or conflict would come. All we need to do is stand on what we heard. It may not be time to go back and try to arouse Jesus from sleep because the reality is he already told you what you need to do. Verse 40. So now Jesus begins to talk to the disciples. He's not talking to the wind. He's not talking about, he's not talking to the storm. Now he's talking to the disciples who have awakened him. Like I say, you know, we would think it's the right thing to go to God. We got to go get him to handle this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, our religious selves. I just believe that God is saying, grow up. I believe one of the things he's sharing with the body of Christ, grow up. Verse 40. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I know New Living Translation, I think, says has little faith. The point is, is that you don't trust me. How is it that contrary circumstances reveal what we really put our trust in? See, everybody, well, praise God, hallelujah, I got a great job. Well, you know, the Lord is my provider. What happens when you lose a job? Was the trust in the job or in the God who provides the job? See, contrary circumstances will often reveal what we really put our trust in. And I'm saying, Lord, I understand this. I have seen every aspect of this world collapse. The Lord has blessed me these 55 years, and now I have seen God, the power of God, move on an entire planet like I have never seen before. I've seen everything that man has built fail. I've seen us try to come up with answers to solutions that only God has. Let me stick a pen in this for, for a moment again. I am watching, you know, I, I, was, I was reminded of the story in Exodus chapter 7 when God tells Moses, he said, listen, when you bring Pharaoh out, when you, when you go see Pharaoh and bring my people out, he's going to ask you for a miracle. So I want you to take the staff and throw it down. He says, and it's going to become a serpent. So sure enough, Moses and Aaron, they go in there and they do exactly what God says. He throws the staff down, staff becomes a serpent. Pharaoh calls on his sorcerers. He calls on his magicians. And they use their, the Bible says, enchantments. And their staffs become serpent, become a serpent. But Aaron's staff swallows up the other staff. You know, man has come up with the ability to produce other viruses. But I really don't believe we're going to have a vaccine. In other words, people are doing their enchantment. They're trying to come up with all this stuff. And I'm not calling science just some enchantment. I'm just saying we run to other things instead of to God. Because this is something that has plagued the entire world with all of the technology and all the resources we have. It's made people come home with families and it made people have opportunities to reconnect and build on relationships that were already just torn apart. 
It's made people find them way, their ways back at home and begin to build relationships that needed to be built. And now the first thing we want to do is talk about when we're coming out of this. We want to get back to quote-unquote normal. We want to find ourselves in a place where we could do those things we were doing before. We could come and go as we please. And I understand that to some degree. But let's be careful not to just work our enchantments and try to do the same thing God did, but we don't have a solution. Because see, when we find in Exodus chapter 7, God was starting a process of judging the world. Egypt is always a type of world. And if you look, he says, and the judgments that I'll bring upon Egypt. I don't want to just duplicate the judgments. Why don't we stop for a moment and find out why the judgment came? But we'll deal with that another time. Look at verse 41. The Bible says, And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? My question is, do we know who is speaking when we hear from Jesus? I mean, do we really know who is speaking when we hear Jesus talk to us? See, sometimes the contrary circumstances of life provide us with an opportunity to see just how powerful Jesus really is. See, sometimes it's the contrary thing that shows us the power of God. It's not the easy walk. It's not that everything is going your way. It's not that everything feels wonderful. That's not always when you see the power of God. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus said, you can say unto this mountain, be thou cast into the sea and it'll be removed. Sometimes you need a mountain to see how powerful God is. It ain't always just about being able to just run through life with no obstacles, nothing contrary. What if what's opposing you? What's bringing out the power of God in your life? What obstacle are you facing that's causing you to recognize how powerful God is? What is it that makes you be able to get up each and every day fighting whatever you're fighting? It can't be your willpower. You can't even stick with your diet. It's got to be the power of God. See, we need to stop and recognize the power of God. Matthew 28 18, as I close. Bible says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. See, do we really realize how powerful Jesus is when he speaks to us? Because we can hear God, but do we understand what he means? I'm trying to cultivate in my life not just hearing him, but slowing down enough really be able to say, you know, Lord, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. It's so much higher. And I'm hearing you, but I'm hearing you through this filter of flesh. I'm hearing you through a filter of experiences that I've had in this life. I'm hearing you through the religious <laughs> teachings I may have heard all my life. But now, God, when you say, be still and know that I am God, I will be exalted amongst the heathen and I will be exalted in the earth. Now I hear it a little differently because I've seen you do something that only you can do. Because now the contrary part of life 
has caused me to see the power of God. Listen, maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior. I believe that this is a wonderful opportunity to change your spiritual destiny. I know Christ wants a relationship with you. The Bible says he died for our sins. The same Jesus, who's the son of the living God, died for your sins and for my sins. The Bible says he was buried and he rose again on the third day. Jesus is very serious about saving each and every one of us. We need to be as serious about giving him our life. I believe now is a wonderful opportunity for you to allow Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. It starts simply by you surrendering, by you simply saying, it's not all about me, it's all about him. And by you surrendering your soul to him. If you really want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want you to bow your head and pray with me now. Lord Jesus, Forgive me of my sins, for I have sinned against you. I am a sinner. I was born into sin. Please forgive me of my sins and come into my life and be the Lord and Savior of my life and fill me with your precious Holy Spirit that I can do your will. Amen and amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, there's going to be an email address on our screen to rlwmsmedia at gmail.com. I would love for you to reach out to us. Let us know. I've prayed the prayer. I've come into the family of God, and I'm interested in knowing what I need to do to walk with God. What I can do is be amongst the, the believer and be strengthened. In that. And we want to get back with you and make sure that you have what you need to be able to do something. 